0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Co. In The Know, Harry Potter edition. This is episode four, and I am your host, Bruce Beale, owner of 407 and Beyond Vacation Company and Disney Co. In The Know podcast. And today I am joined by Disney Co. In The Know contributors, Hannah. Hey, y'all. And Jacob. Hello. And Elizabeth. Hello. And Stephen. Hey, everyone. And before we get started, I will say that Disney Co. In The Know Podcast is sponsored by 407 and Beyond Vacation Company, Disney, and Universal experts that help plan and book your perfect family vacation. So all you have to do is show up, have fun, and create family memories. Visit us at www.407vacations.com. And check out our other weekly podcast, Disney Co. in the Know, where we discuss the week's Disney and Universal news and have fun discussions about topics such as our top attractions, our favorite restaurants, and more. To watch, check us out on YouTube at Disney Co. In The Know, and follow us on Facebook at 407 and Beyond Vacation Company, and join in on the discussion on our Facebook group, Disney Co. In The Know. All right, guys. Um, So today, we're discussing chapter four, um, and Jake's going to guide us. So Jake, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, take us away?
1: Yep. So this chapter ends right where the previous one left off, Uh, literally (laughs) with a bang. uh, We hear Haggard knocking on the door, and... uh, he knocks so hard that he, he knocks the door off its hinges uh, and comes on into uh, to the the hut on the rock where, uh, where Harry and the Dursleys are staying. And uh, he comes on in, and, and no one knows who he is, so they're all scared of him. He's this massive guy. Of course, we all know him from Chapter 1, but, uh, but Harry and the Dursleys have, have never uh, seen him before, at least to, to Harry's recollection. And so he comes on in and we finally find out what, uh, uncle Vernon had in the long thin package, uh, that he purchased at some point when they were running around. Uh, so he, he pulls out a rifle, uh, to, to protect himself. That's his defense strategy (laughs) against wizards apparently. (laughs) Uh, And so Hagrid comes on in and, uh, and they ask him who he is, uh, or well not yet, I guess. Uh, first, uh, Vernon threatens him, I think, and and we see Hagrid uh, take the the rifle and he ties it into a knot and throws it into the corner uh, with that incredible strength of his. So Mm -hmm. clearly, clearly that wasn't the best uh, idea to to use the rifle to threaten him. (laughs) Uh,
2: I feel like they make the movie version of Hagrid out to be a lot dumber than the book version, at least Mm -hmm. to start. Because he walks in and he's like, "Make me some tea." How you doing, Harry? And then in the yeah. movies, he walks in and he's like, "Harry, you're so fat." And he's like talking mm-hmm. to Dudley, and it's like, "Yeah." I mean, he says right in here, "You you look just like your dad. You're, you've got your mom's eyes." Like, mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. That I feel they book. they
2: do that with a few characters.
4: Yeah, <laughs> from the books like Jenny,
3: Ron, mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> Agrid, um, but you know, I think they have to appease the audience, and they have to, like Stephen has said previously, like, you have to accommodate
2: what will translate well onto the screen,
3: so. Yeah,
2: and, like, I guess they were trying to make it, like, a funnier version of the scene in the movies, maybe with him mixing the two of them up, Mm -hmm. um, but, like,
1: yeah, I'm not sure that's entirely necessary. I think the Mm scenes good, uh, kind of just
2: says it is
4: like
1: enough in the book. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah, and uh, I thought this scene or this chapter was good too because the first um, chapter we don't get like a true description of Hagrid. Like we we do, but not really. This is like really starts off with a very in depth um, mm-hmm. description of like what Hagrid is like. We can see how strong he is. Um, so again, that character development. It's we're just getting a very good visual as to who this person is. Um, yeah,
3: knocking
1: on mm-hmm. the door. Yeah. So uh so we also see here a little more of this uh dumbing down in the movies thing. Uh we get the part where Haggard presents Harry with his birthday cake uh that he so thoughtfully brought. Of course in the book uh it's spelled correctly because it's just happy birthday, Harry. That's not uh, too hard to spelling, but uh in the movie we see Haggard apparently couldn't even spell that. So I guess
3: mm-hmm.
1: Hogwarts must not uh teach <laughs> spelling very well up through your uh so so Harry gets his uh his cake and uh he goes to say thank you, but instead he asks who Haggard is because of course he doesn't know yet. Um and that is uh, when Haggard introduces himself. He says, I'm I'm Rubius Haggard, I'm keeper of keys and grounds at Hogwarts. Uh and so of course that doesn't help Harry that much. Uh <laughs> he because he doesn't even know what Hogwarts is. So when he tries to inquire further as to uh You know who exactly Hagrid is. Hagrid says, "Well, of course, don't know Hogwarts," and uh, Harry says, "Well, no, actually, I don't." (laughs) And Mm -hmm. uh, when Hagrid, of course, gets a little upset at this, as he should be, uh, Harry tries to apologize, but Hagrid knows that it's the Dursleys' fault. They're the ones who have uh, have kept this from him, Mm -hmm. and so he kind of turns on them a little bit here. Yeah, Uh,
4: I wonder if that was like on purpose that. Hagrid wasn't supposed to know you know what I mean like how Hannah made the point in chapter three about um Dumbledore kind of making it seem like that well if Hagrid and Dumbledore were such right hand like if he depended on him so much why did he leave out the fact that Harry might not know about Hogwarts? you know what I mean
1: yeah yeah I think Hagrid even says in here he says you know well I knew you're getting you weren't getting your letters but I didn't know right. didn't know anything uh, right. So so I'm not sure whether that was intentional on uh on Dumbledore's part or uh, mm-hmm. or maybe he didn't even know everything, which seems hard to believe that Dumbledore wouldn't know every little thing, but uh
3: mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> my, especially
2: with Miss Fig there. <laughs> yeah, my guess is he he figures that Harry doesn't know anything, but he he can't confirm it and we know like from later books and things that like Dumbledore is one who kind of plays his cards close to his chest, and he doesn't share all of the information. He shares only what he feels like is really necessary in that moment. So if Mm -hmm. he says to Hagrid, you need to go get him, you need to give him this letter, he's not getting it, he may not feel like it's necessary that he states that Harry probably doesn't know what's happening. Or he maybe just thought it it would be funnier, too. Mm -hmm. You know, Vernon already going crazy, you know, have this giant guy Mm -hmm. show up and give him a piece of money. That's
3: true hmm <laughs> yep so uh
2: quick question to backtrack slightly before um hagrid and vernon kind of start getting into things um you s- we see hagrid like bend down at the fireplace where they were unable yeah. to start a fire the night before and when he mm-hmm. leans back there's a fire there we mm-hmm. know from later books and later explanations in this book that Hagrid's wand was broken into pieces and put into his umbrella. His umbrella mm-hmm. is not mentioned in this scene. So, mm-hmm. do you guys think that he is not only doing magic without a wand, but that he's also doing magic non-verbally in the scene? Because we know that that's an extremely difficult, like, thing to do—to do magic without right. spells. Like they state it in later books. So, is that what he's doing here? Like, what are your guys' thoughts on that?
1: I would guess that uh, it's just not mentioned that he pulled out the the umbrella and said the spell um i think they kind of make a point of harry and the dursleys don't know exactly what he's doing but it's implied that mm-hmm.
0: he's doing something
1: yeah mm-hmm. i think i think it's something
0: like you know he, he bent over and obscured the view of the fireplace so, mm-hmm. um, so he probably so whipped out his yeah they probably just pointed the umbrella but
3: yeah. um yeah
0: probably nonchalantly okay
3: mm-hmm.
0: As nonchalantly as you could pull out a pink umbrella and do a spell.
2: Right, but also, I mean, <laughs> I guess he is so, so large that he could probably pull it out behind his little yeah. you know, magic filled yeah. and not yeah, see it. Yeah. No one would know.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of like him being so large, um, like his coat is filled with things. Like mm-hmm. more than his coat has to be so big that, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, because he, he just fills so many things with it. And I think at one mm-hmm. time, he, at one point, he tells Harry that, um, you know, careful, because something might be wiggling in there. Um, so he's got live things in his pockets. So, uh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm jealous of that coat.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Let's be real our Pockets on girls' clothes are lame. So can I get me one of these? That's all I have. To...
4: <laughs> a huge jacket with co- uh, po- pockets in it, you know.
5: Order. How they kind of bring up Hagrid's size each time he, he sinks down into the sofa
3: yeah mm-hmm.
5: so bends a little bit more until <laughs> it comes to the ground. just yeah just a fun description yeah
1: it's a yeah pretty, pretty tough sofa to uh take With that big him. i think it's mentioned yeah. in in chapter one uh i think they describe haggard as twice as tall as a normal man and five times as wide so who knows if that's mm-hmm. the, if that's literal <laughs> and, uh, that is a big dude <laughs> I think it's also mentioned at the start of this chapter, when he comes into uh, the hut, he actually has to bend down, because he yeah. his head would touch the ceiling uh, otherwise. Mm-hmm. So
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, big guy. Very big.
3: Very.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so at this point, he does say to Harry, you know, like, you mean to tell me you don't know anything? Uh, to which Harry, of course, you know, being our... Are yeah, little smart mm-hmm. outfit well, I can do math and stuff like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, that's his response there, and, and then Hagrid says, well, no, you don't know anything about, like, any of our world, and mm-hmm. Harry says, well, what do you mean, our world, like, obviously, uh, <laughs> being raised by muggles, he, he would have no idea what that means, and so Hagrid proceeds to tell him, you know, his, his parents are famous, uh, which, again, I think would come as about as big of a shock as being a wizard, like is an 11 year old Mm -hmm. boy. If you find out that you and your family are famous, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, that'd be just about as cool as being a wizard, being a famous wizard. right?
4: Yeah. (laughs) Especially after being told like by the Dursleys for so long that they were dead to know someone in that moment that knew your parents. And you're like, wait, what, what's happening right here? (laughs) And someone who like knew
2: them, fondly
4: yes because of course petunia obviously knew her sister um but right, like but new they and just fondly like... in
2: the wizarding world
4: mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's like kind of the first time it is the first time other than chapter one where we're seeing that connection of like the magical world to harry and it's like really like oh my gosh this is exciting like to be able to see that connection mm-hmm. being formed
3: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah so uh so, as Haggard attempts to reveal more information to Harry, uh we see Uncle Vernon protest some more as he does throughout this chapter he's He's finally found his voice, which he seems to have lost earlier, but uh mm-hmm. he tries to you know forbid him to tell Harry anything, and Haggard just brushes that off uh mm-hmm. as insignificant as uncle Vernon is to to someone like haggard he he continues and he tells Harry he gives him that famous uh famous line which is a little different in the book than it is in the movie but uh he says you know you're a wizard mm-hmm. uh and so harry doesn't believe it at first he's kind of you know he has that the reaction you'd expect of everyone you know like yeah i'm i'm not a wizard i'm <laughs> i'm just me mm-hmm. uh but Hagrid yeah. persists and he he gives him the letter and says you know i think it's time you you had this and, and you read it and so harry finally gets that elusive letter uh after after all the uh, the magic and stuff we talked about before, uh, Haggard Hand delivers it to him and so he gets to read it. It details his uh, invitation to attend school at Hogwarts. Uh, tells him some stuff like, we await your response by Owl no later than <coughs> I think it says July 31st, which would be the, uh, the current date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, that's the thing that jumps out to Harry the most about the letter is not uh, oh, there's a school for wizards. It's what the heck does you await my owl mean? <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So when he asks Haggard about that, uh, Haggard does pull out an owl, I think from one of the pockets. In his yeah. we got even yeah. more living things in there. we got dorms <laughs> and, and all that. Uh, so he pulls on out, scribbles down a letter real quick and uh, sends it off. Uh, I think it's a letter to, to Dumbledore, right? Saying, you know, yep. Harry giving him his letter, all that. Um, and I think this is our first. This is our first introduction to owls as a source of, of messaging. I think it's implied. Officially, Not yes. Really yeah. Yeah. Owls yeah. Flying around and stuff, but mm-hmm. officially, yeah. yeah so we, we get to see that. We're introduced to it along with uh, with Harry. He finally. I love. out what that means.
2: The visual image here he rolls up the note, he shoves it in the owl's mouth, he opens up the door and just chucks the owl into the storm and yeah. closes the door, like, it's just.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Harry even says, you know, or uh, it's in his thoughts, like, just as simple as, as you would, uh, like, making a telephone call or something. Like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. <He's>
3: just like, okay. <laughs> that is,
1: something that sure. is yeah. so absurd to us in the real world that is just commonplace mm-hmm. in, uh, in
0: the wizard world.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I think we're also introduced to the word muggle. Right? Is this the first yeah. time we're introduced yes. to Muggle? Yes, that's mm-hmm. true. You know, uh, and then mean? us fans are reintroduced to um the term mm-hmm. no matches, um, you know, in a series later on. So we'll talk about that mm-hmm. later. Yeah, for us mm-hmm. Americans. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, yeah, I think one of the times Uncle Vernon tries to stop him, you know, he goes, Oh, a great muggle like you or or something. Yeah. Like Oh, right. I also
4: think that this scene like starts or this chapter also kind of you know earlier we were talking about Uncle Vernon um trying to protect like his family from maybe outside forces but I also think that he makes a point to harry about like well harry says you knew I was a wizard you know and I think that's important because I think at the end of the day like Vernon was trying to protect himself and I know someone said that in the previous chapter but I think that's what it boils down to is him trying to protect himself i don't think he was actually scared of the wizards um i just don't think he wanted it in his house i don't know that's kind of the vibe that i got Hmm. from this chapter Mm -hmm. i know some people might disagree yeah
5: because he he talks about wanting to stamp out the magic but but Mm -hmm. big picture if you think about it we have a representative from the school coming into the household preparing to take an 11 year old child away from the guardian and the family
3: yeah. so in a <laughs> weird kind
5: of sense that's that's weird who has the authority there right
4: right mm-hmm. exactly yeah
5: I mean, I mean yeah we- when you
4: look at it that way it's like oh okay
5: <laughs> when you look
1: at the way uh Harry's treated by the Dursleys, it's kind of shocking that someone hasn't come along to take him away earlier even someone from mm-hmm. the, you know <laughs>
2: yeah we have kind of talked about that in the first episode quite a bit yeah. how we we felt like How did this not like? How has no one taken him away yet?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. child protective services or anything,
5: yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah, for real. Um,
5: I think the next take him in and they feed Mm -hmm. him and they clothe him. I mean, that's
1: ah, they also lock stairs and they put him in a
5: cupboard,
0: yeah, and they boil his clothes, Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah, yeah, he was dying them gray. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if there's a defense there for the Durst.
4: <laughs> i think this is also a really good point too though like this is the first time that someone's on harry's side because you can see haggard getting so upset like you he's a wizard you didn't tell him you told him his parents had a car crash like no they were actually killed by the most famous wizard like doesn't go into that detail yet but you know and then like saying like all these things and it's kind of on harry's side and harry's never really have From that. what we see has had that yeah. and so I think in Harry's mind he's like I don't care who this person is he's standing up for me I'm going to go with him you know like no matter what like that's I think how he kind of is convinced to go to Hogwarts and attend it
2: um mm-hmm. for that for that reason <clears throat> yeah I think it's really yeah. interesting we had kind of talked in our uh previous podcast about Vernon's the one that the chapter three focuses on and his reaction to the letters, and how it's shocking that, like Petunia says nothing when we know Mm -hmm. from later, like moments, how she feels about the situation. And here is when we finally do get her reaction Mm -hmm. to everything. She finally Mm -hmm. hits her breaking point and explodes with her disgust about the wizarding world. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, we see here. This is the point where where Uncle Vernon and uh, Aunt Petunia reveal that you know they knew, and Harry's shocked. He goes, "Oh, you know, you like you knew that I'm a wizard because uh, mm-hmm. that of course would also have to be a big surprise. He didn't know, but to imagine that you're you know you're totally." Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to say totally muggle because he wouldn't have known that word, but like <laughs> totally ordinary. Uh, yeah. Aunt and uncle would like know about the wizard world and stuff. Like it said, that's the most un-Dursley-ish thing there is. But uh,
3: mm-hmm.
1: we're aware of it, and we see this little uh, rant from from Petunia, where she says, "You know, oh, my darn sister! You know, being what she was, like coming back and stuff." Uh, one of the things I find really interesting in this uh, this little passage here. Uh, knowing what we know about the wizard world and the uh, laws and rules in it, she mentions uh that her sister would come back home and uh, do stuff like turn teacups into mice or something like over the mm-hmm.
3: yes. over the
1: holidays, which mm-hmm. uh, we know kids aren't allowed to do magic at home over the holidays. So what do you guys think of that?
3: Right. Uh, yeah.
1: What that's-
2: <laughs> I mean, they're not supposed to do magic at home over the holidays, but we know that, you know, Harry does, we see it in later books, and I'm sure that there's no way that the Weasley children aren't doing magic at home mm-hmm. in the summer. I wonder,
5: I wonder if it just means in the presence of muggles.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: that, that is, uh, the way it works, I believe, is the, the charm can determine when magic is done. Like, we, we see this with Dobby, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Determine that magic has been performed, they just can't determine who performed it. So mm-hmm. for someone like the Weasleys being in a wizard family, uh obviously they could and and no one would know because there's all kinds of magic being performed but for muggles uh we we see this with dobby in the second book he performs the hover charm on the uh the pudding and uh and harry gets in trouble for it so i think that the muggle world is where this would really really apply and uh i think harry gets in trouble for it again in the fifth book for performing the uh the patronus and the uh sight of a muggle and stuff so it was interesting that uh that Lily would go back and and apparently perform magic. Maybe maybe laws were different back then. Uh, maybe the I had That's
2: but,
4: very
1: yeah.
2: possible. It's also
4: possible, or maybe that, like simple magic, you know. Or if she was like doing homework um, from Transfigurations or, or something. True. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. homework.
2: I was going to say also we know that Lily is good friends with Severus when they're young, um, mm-hmm. and that maybe Petunia oversaw the two of them doing magic together. Mm-hmm. And like, so they weren't maybe necessarily in the presence of a muggle, like for the charm to like really capture that, but maybe she was Mm -hmm. somehow spying on them from like far enough away that she wasn't Mm -hmm. counted as being a presence, even though she saw what was happening. Mm
4: -hmm. This might go down like a really long road so we can, I'm just going to bring up the point though, but you know. I love like Pottermore, how JK Rowling like takes you down all these avenues and you just like all these names that she has created and the um, genealogy and like everything. I would love to know like Lily and Petunia's parents, who, was do they ever talk about like, who's a muggle? Were they mudbloods? Were they both muggle? Like what, what was, were they wizards? Like what was happening? You know, I don't
2: know. I they're believe that they're both muggles because, um. I mean, if you think to, like, books, what is it, five and six, when Harry's getting to see some of Snape's memories of him calling her a mud boy. Yeah. You know, like, okay. that's something you would only call a muggle-born person. Yeah, right.
3: That's established. Right.
1: She's okay,
2: um, it is. Okay. But to follow that point about their parents real quick, their parents were so proud of having a witch in the family. Do we know what happened to Harry's grandparents on...
4: I know I always wonder that like why didn't they
2: send him there (laughs) exactly why did he go to Petunia like do we ever find out right Something happened to the potters did something happen to the Evans grandparents like why didn't
4: he Mm -hmm. go to
3: them
2: I know because there is a point referenced when he's standing
4: in front of the uh mirror of Erised is that what it's called Mm -hmm. yeah when he's standing there and he like makes a comment or I think it's in front of there and he's like my whole family's dead he like makes that comment so i was like maybe they just passed away i don't know yeah
2: but you would think like did they pass away before harry was even born because how did they allow right. petunia and vernon to treat harry that way even as a young child like you would think mm-hmm. that they would step in and do something so they must mm-hmm. yeah and we probably don't that's have the answer that. that but
0: <laughs> yeah that's certainly interesting i never really thought about his grandparents, you know, if they're around, they'd be able to take him instead of the Dursleys.
2: Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. be able well, to say, like, no, don't I think we
0: I think we can infer that his grandparents aren't around because I, I feel like in chapter one, when they're dropping him off, Dumbledore says this is the only family he has. Yeah. So I think we mm-hmm. can infer that he, like, even that, that extends to relatives. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
2: You're right. It does say up, uh, mine page 13. I've come to bring him to his aunt and uncle. They're the only family he has left now. Mm -hmm. So,
4: but serious, he was a godfather. He could have gone there. Well, (laughs) well, we know why that is. Well, but that that hadn't happened yet.
1: Yeah. At that at that moment, remember Haggard had just borrowed the bike.
4: Yeah. But so none of that had happened.
1: But we also know that Dumbledore had ulterior motives for sending him to live with sure. his mother. Sure, and he didn't
4: want him to live in. And i that's the point that I always come back to, too. But I'm always like, he should have gone to Sirius at that point.
1: You <laughs> wouldn't, ha- wouldn't have the protection.
5: I thought that's, that's kind true. of what Sirius approached. Um... Oh. <laughs> whoever he uh <laughs> in the street. Um, oh peter um, Pettigrew. Pettigrew? yeah i thought i thought it was kind of like immediately he follows and finds peter he does oh he, yeah like okay. oh,
1: that's, right a, after, that's
2: a very
3: good point yeah,
1: yeah. presumably right after he lends his bike to haggard I, I think it's in the days immediately yeah. following uh
3: okay of, of hmm.
2: James. Yeah. and i'm sure that in his mind he thought like, Harry will go to them until I find Peter, and then I'm going to go get him. Sure. Like, in Sirius's yeah. mind. Because I feel like Sirius, Sirius and Lily were friends. Like, the Marauders knew mm-hmm. Lily in school. She was dating James. They knew each other. They, they mm-hmm. loved him enough to make him Harry's godfather. So he would know mm-hmm. the kind of people that her family was. And I would think the only reason he would be okay with not having Harry come right to him, especially if he knew her parents were dead, James' parents were dead, was if he thought to himself, I'm going to go get him right away.
3: Mm. Yeah, as I say, much
1: Dumbledore told him about the the magic and stuff and the reasons for for putting him there, but I don't feel like that happens. I'm not really sure, though.
2: Mm. All interesting points. All right.
1: Yeah, yeah those were, that was really. I yeah, never thought about my parents before. So that was, was very. Uh, but yeah, so this is the part where, uh, you know, uh, Petunia makes her comment about, oh, they went and got themselves blown up, which is apparently what she thought happened. Uh, and, and Harry goes, oh, you told me they died in a car crash. And, and Haggard is still very angry. Oh, car crash can never kill James and Lily Potter. And. uh And so this is where he tells Harry, you know, exactly what happened to his his parents. Uh, He tells him about Voldemort, uh, Mm -hmm. gives him a a brief summary of his rise to power, uh, what he was doing, uh, how Dumbledore was the only one who could oppose him. Uh, Hogwarts was the only safe place, but, you know, wizards were getting picked off left and right, stuff like that. we get a lot of cool, like, uh, moments here that kind of hint towards later in the series, I feel like. Uh, he mm-hmm. mentions um, some things like some, some of the significant wizards he killed, like the, uh, mm-hmm. the Pruitts and the...
2: McKinnons.
1: I think McKinnons. The yeah.
2: Bones.
1: Yeah, uh, which, of course, are names that are going to come up later. So I always, mm-hmm. always appreciate mm-hmm. seeing little things like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then, of course, when he describes, you know, Voldemort going to kill Harry's parents... Uh, we see the little details like it was on Halloween, uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that, things that are going to come up later. And we get to uh, we get to hear Harry's slight recollection of it uh, as he's told the story where he remembers that flash of green light. Again, it's going to come up later, uh, <laughs> the killing curse and all that. Uh, I think he hears a, a high-pitched laugh, something like that. Again, going to be a, a calling card of, of Voldemort's kind of... Um, one other thing relating to uh to the the green light you know a little little hint towards how the the killing curse is going to work we also hear haggard say once uh once Voldemort uh disappeared once his power appeared to be broken he says people came out of trances uh, and stuff like that so again we get another hint towards the the imperius curse mm-hmm. which
3: i've mm-hmm. read this
1: before in the podcast i always love to yeah. see these little things little details mm-hmm. that are clearly decided ahead of time that uh you know jk rowling put into uh into the book here but won't even be mentioned again until like the fourth book like we got three, right. three books yeah. before we're ever mm-hmm. gonna find out about the uh the unforgivable curses and stuff so i, I always think it's really cool to see that kind of stuff
2: when mm-hmm. do you guys remember when exactly we find out about the prophecy for the first time mm. and like who all knows about it like obviously Voldemort knows uh, Trelawney knows cause she's the one who said it and she said it to Dumbledore or he was there, like he knows, but are they the oh. only three? Because I mean, Hagrid straight up says like, nobody knows why he went after him and why he mm-hmm. tried to kill you then too. Like, no, may- maybe he just liked killing. No one knows. But I, I feel like to kind of go along with that hinting at later things, him saying like, no one knows why, like, but she kind of mm-hmm. hints that like, there's a reason
5: right i, I it think like that's a really good point severus or albus that actually overheard it originally wasn't it uh
1: yes they were the two that heard it because i believe she gave it while she was interviewing for the divination professor position at hogwarts uh
2: mm-hmm. and isn't that and part of why they give her the position
1: yeah i think i think so yeah Prove mm-hmm. that she can actually prophesy uh mm-hmm. And so I think Dumbledore was the one conducting the interview and Snape just overheard it through the door and he runs and tells Voldemort. And yeah. Blah, blah. Mm.
3: So.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good point. Uh, I think, I want to say the first time we get a hint that there's some kind of prophecy, that's what I was going to say is three when she makes the prophecy about uh, what's going to go down with Serious and mm-hmm. we've been in mm-hmm. the shrieking shack and all that, I think Dumbledore says you know oh this the, this brings her uh her total count of prophecies up to two now, or mm-hmm. something like that.
3: but
2: like we don't <laughs> find out about the actual content until later, correct
1: five no five yeah I think that's mm-hmm. where it's really introduced uh
3: mm-hmm.
2: which like, is I think so funny, like. I feel like I've known Harry Potter through the books and the movies for so long that I don't necessarily recall my first time going through it so much anymore. Like, I don't necessarily recall a time when I didn't know about the prophecy. So, yeah. like, after five books to then have that, like, bombshell kind of dropped, I think would mm-hmm. be a, a really interesting thing to, like, mm-hmm. go back and re-experience and, like, how would it change the way that you viewed everything.
3: Sure. Yeah,
1: I think uh, uh, I think you have a really good point bringing that up. I think that's probably another thing that we can assume was was planned out this far ahead. You know, with all the other little details that we see uh, pop up in later books, I'm sure uh, she knew exactly what like where she was going with that from from mm-hmm. the
3: beginning. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, so anyway, at this point, um, let's see. Oh, yeah, so Harry uh, is still struggling with uh, with the fact that he's a wizard. Uh, you know, he kind of goes, well, like, if I'm a wizard, why is my life sucked so much? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when, uh, you know, Hagrid says to him, like, well, you know, haven't you ever, in moments of, like, anger or something, done these in- inexplicable uh, magic acts? And, of course, we've been introduced to these moments uh, a couple chapters ago, you know, Harry... Mm-hmm jumps onto the school building. He regrows his hair in a night. He, uh, makes the glass disappear. Uh, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so that, <laughs> this is the point where Harry really comes to terms with the fact that, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm a wizard. I'm, I'm going to wizard school. I like, <laughs> I'm famous. Uh, there's a, there's an evil wizard out there,
3: uh, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff.
1: I might've skipped over the part real quick. Um, I think, you know, Haggard does go over, uh, when Voldemort tried to to kill Harry, he he disappeared. No one really knows what happened to him.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, a lot of people say he died, uh, as Haggard says, you know, cod swallow. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's he's still out there and stuff. So that's a little mm-hmm. ominous going forward. But this is where we really get our first uh,
2: hint at the villain.
1: Yes, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, the the major overarching uh, plot of the series. You know, it's. Like that's, that's where we're going with all this is a final showdown with, with Voldemort, even if it is seven books later.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I, I do want to add before we uh, wrap up the chapter a little bit that we, um, that we, we do get a little bit of an Easter egg or a hint that of um, Hagrid's time at Hogwarts mm-hmm. and, and Jake, mm-hmm. I know I, I, I'm going a little bit ahead. So um, I apologize, but we, we do see that, um, you know, Harry asks him, why aren't you supposed to do magic? And he's like, well, you know, I can't. I was expelled. Um, so that kind of leaves a little bit of a cliffhanger, you know, wondering why he was expelled, which, of course, we find out in book three. Um, what happened? Yeah, so, I book think. Two, sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. Chamber of Secrets. So
4: I think what this book also shows a little bit, too, is. The idea that if you once you read the whole book series and then you reread it, you realize how much this book was so important to the entire series because it sets up so much in the next chapters and in the next, mm-hmm. the entire Harry Potter series. So it is, it's a really important book. And I know we said it, but it's incredible how J.K. Rowling was able to have the foresight, um, like with the pink umbrella and, you know, putting the wand in there, like all of that. Um, it's incredible to be able to, um, have those little Easter eggs now. And then as we're reading through it now, to be able to see like, oh my gosh, this is going to happen in book five or seven, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, and I oh no uh, i I'm going to hold what I'm going to say to my uh favorite character of the week. So. I
2: think that you are going to say what I was going to say, so
0: okay, <laughs> um good, so Jake,, yeah, anything else? I mean I think that pretty much brings us to the end of the
1: chapter there. We get that little uh, background information on on Haggard, and then uh Harry, you know finally uh after well after midnight uh, goes to sleep. And uh, Haggard gives him that coat with all the the dorm mice and little things crawling around in it. And uh, I think that about wraps things
0: up. Yeah. And, yeah, and and, and Harry still has to to wait all the way through September to uh, (laughs) go to Hogwarts. He gets this exciting news and it's like, okay, now go back to the Jerseys for another month. But uh, we'll talk about that in the next one. But
4: it gives him some
2: protection.
4: And it's (laughs) something
0: to look forward to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. there was one thing that we missed when we were covering plot points. Okay. And That is that Hagrid in, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, oh. trying to prove a point to Vernon mm-hmm. Dursley and he's Vernon Dursley is insulting Dumbledore and Hagrid says, you will not insult that man in front of me. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to turn Dudley into a pig and it doesn't mm-hmm. work. And all he gets is a tail. Mm-hmm. And, uh, D- Dumbledore says, or not Dumbledore, sorry, excuse me, Hagrid says, like, I meant to turn him into a pig, but I guess he was enough of a pig already, um, and, you know, was his, was his failed magic due to that, or due to the fact that his wand is broken and inside of an umbrella? We never really know that for sure, um, but I just <laughs> love that scene, and, and getting to see Hagrid <laughs> do a bit Blake. of magic, and then he says, I'm not supposed to, so don't tell anyone, and it's right. more kind of hints of what's to come for Hagrid, so. Yeah. yeah
0: that is true i
2: love, love that scene
1: of course that that brings us to a really good point that you brought up earlier i believe in this scene he does nonverbal magic does he know it
2: yes right right there he switches the, the umbrella
1: yeah I, yeah I think we, we know for sure that he doesn't uh that's true use any kind of incantation or anything. If he does, it's, it's omitted, but uh,
3: mm-hmm. it
1: certainly makes it seem like he performs nonverbal magic. So maybe, so maybe that's part of the reason why it didn't uh, work all the way, if it's, if it's more difficult. That's true. Or, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we do know we, there are certainly reasons why Hagrid would struggle with such a simple spell, you know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying maybe, his wand snapped in half, he, he didn't complete his education. I know, I was gonna say, right.
2: think of like, maybe Hagrid is a much he better, I mean, he has a broken wand, and is using magic non-verbally and is still able to do some spells like think of mm-hmm. how powerful he could have been had he gotten a full education and had a working sure. wand and
1: i mean yeah. we we see firsthand the uh the the destruction that a broken wand can bring oh yeah, oh,
3: yeah. book, two. book
1: two. so you mm-hmm. so know that's a,
0: a bit of a struggle there even spellotape won't uh <laughs> <laughs>
3: fix it all the way so, all right yeah,
0: fine. all right so jake this was your chapter so uh let's start with you who was your favorite chapter uh favorite character of the chapter i'm gonna have to go with
1: haggard i think uh it's it's nice to see the perspective of a wizard on or someone from the wizarding world on uh what harry's had to go through you know we, we get to see him uh flip out on the dursleys and uh and all that cool stuff so kind of put them in their place and all that it's nice to see them really terrified of someone uh mm-hmm. instead of, you know exerting their control over Harry now they're kind of the ones that are uh, <laughs> that are on the on the receiving end
0: of that. So so I think it's definitely Haggard for this one. I I think that's a strong pick. Uh Elizabeth, what about you?
4: Um, so I'm going to go with Harry. Um, I like seeing him like act in surprise, but then at the same time, be like, you know what? I'm going to do this because the Dursleys have been terrible to me I'm going. And it's probably a way to defy his uncle, um, as well because his uncle does not want him going. So a little rebellion in him.
0: All right. Uh, Stephen, favorite character of the
5: chapter. I'd probably have to go with Hagrid. Um, this was actually the last book in the series that I read. Um, so I'm most familiar with this story through the movie. So when I think of this playing out, I think of all the memorable lines and quotes that Haggard delivered, like, you know, you're a wizard, Harry, you're famous, you know, the car crash thing. I mean, did you ever wonder where you learned it all? And those quotes are kind of sentimental to me. So I, I think of the movie a lot when I think of this scene.
1: Wow, that's good. That's this was, good. this was the last one. You read?
5: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I started with book two. Huh. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Very interesting. So, all right. So wait, wait, you started with book two. So you, you've read it through, but you started with book two. Say that
5: again? Wh- which? I started the series reading book two. So book one is right. the last one that I read.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could, someone could take that as you read one and then stopped. So I just wanted to clarify that you read them, but you oh. just started out at the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was series <laughs> on the secret. Okay, all right. That, very, I very don't good.
1: mean to keep harping on this. I just think it's really interesting. Did you wait until after the seventh book was out to go back and read the first one? Or did you um, just read like the ones that were out at the time, like two, three, four or something, and then go back and do one?
2: Well, if it was the last.
5: Then I, because I went... I didn't get into the series until we saw the first movie in theaters. Mm. So I don't remember what year that was, but I to pro-
1: say—I want to say... I, I want to say 2001.
4: I think it was 2001.
5: Okay. Yeah, I had probably read quite a few of the later ones. I was probably five or six before I ever read the first one. Very interesting. Gotcha. That's, that's yeah. a good
1: perspective. I think that's kind of cool to. Uh, mm-hmm.
5: So I think of the movie a lot when I think of this particular story because that's what I remember and that's kind of what's sentimental. Mm-hmm.
0: That makes yeah, that makes total sense. So uh, Hannah, your favorite character of the chapter.
2: My favorite character is definitely Hagrid. Um, I would like to ask a quick question for you guys: What house is Hagrid in? Does anyone recall? He's, I think he's in the Grif- on the sea. Gryffindor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> St- Stephen went the literal route. Uh, <laughs> no, um,
2: was he Gryffindor? Because I, and I may be misremembering or they may have messed it up in the movies, but I feel like when I think of the scene from the Chamber of Secrets of the flashback with the spider, mm-hmm. I thought he was in a Hufflepuff robe. But I could be wrong. I could be misremembering that.
1: Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember seeing... A specific set of robes on him. In fact, when I think back to that scene from the movie, I feel like he might almost be wearing something similar to uh,
2: what he wears. Anyways,
1: he wears normally, but uh, he was I- always keeper of keys. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I kind of wanted to say he was a Hufflepuff too, although I really don't know. It-
2: and maybe yeah. this is just coming from a Hufflepuff, but like the reason he is my favorite character in this chapter is I love his heart and how much he cares. I mean, you see him and never insult Albus Dumbledore in front of me, and you see him caring so much for Harry, even though he's only met Harry once, and like you see how much he cared for Harry's parents, and for all of the students who go through the doors of Hogwarts, his hut is always open for tea and everything, you know. And I just love Seeing how much he cares for everyone and how like he's just willing to go so far to like protect the people that he cares about and it's really apparent in this scene so he's yeah. my favorite character if it's that. well
0: I I will piggyback from that because uh he's my favorite as well and that makes Haggard my favorite character of the chapter three out of the last four chapters um mm-hmm. And so I will keep the streak alive, Hagrid, for all the reasons everybody said before. So Even when um, he's not in the chapter, you got to find out. way. Even when <laughs> he wasn't in the chapter. And maybe that'll be my task for the Sorcerer of Stone. How can Hagrid, what, you know, what justification yeah, can I come up with for Hagrid to be my favorite uh, character of each chapter? So, um, all right, very good. So, Jake, um, your chapter, your key takeaway. Um, see, i see, I'm, I'm going to go with uh how
1: it kind of sets up, you know, the whole overarching story with like Harry and Voldemort. We see the uh the origin story between the two of them, uh, the the very basics of how their relationship started. Uh and and we know at this point that this is where the story is going in the long run. Um, even though it, you know, we get Voldemort uh, versus Harry a little bit at the end of the book, but uh but this is the moment where readers know that this is what the series is going to be about. Like, this is why we're reading this. So I think that's, uh, what I'm going to go through the main takeaway. Very
0: good. Uh, Elizabeth.
5: I agree with Jake. Same.
0: Very good. Stephen.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, my takeaway, I think just from a reader's perspective, getting drawn further into the book is, is kind of for as much as Haggard gives us, um, He doesn't give us. And so there's just like we know these things have happened, but there's just endless possibilities and and mystery and curiosity that kind of really wants us to go further into the next chapter. So this is where we find out things are special. You know, this is where we find out about humans not being named. And it's just kind of like, what is all this about? So that kind of kept me curious, you know, moving into the next chapter.
0: That's good. Hannah, what about you?
2: Magic is real and Harry's a wizard. Up until this point, I do not think that the words wizard or magic were ever explicitly mentioned. Mm-hmm. Like, they hint at it with what happens between Dumbledore with his Deluminator and McGonagall, and they mentioned muggles before, but they don't really explain what they are. And we know that Harry's, like, done some weird stuff and that his parents are, like, part of some other world, but they never straight up say it until this point, until we hear Hagrid say, Harry, you're a wizard. Mm -hmm. And so I mean, like, the series wouldn't be what it is without that line and that, Mm -hmm. that point. So that's my takeaway. Like, magic is real and Harry's a wizard.
0: Yeah, I I agree. My key takeaway is that quote, Harry, you're a wizard. Um, You know, if it was Harry, you're not a muggle. Uh, It wouldn't carry the same. Like, there's something just, you know, that's really cool, uh, powerful about that um and and the key takeaway is Hagrid's there at the beginning he's there at the middle he's there for Harry at the end Hagrid is the all-around guy so um I appreciate his character so um I'm looking forward to chapter four um or excuse me that was chapter four um no we're gonna do this one all over again (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm looking forward to chapter (laughs) (laughs) yet yeah (laughs) um uh, I'm looking forward to chapter five getting over to Diagon Alley. So, um, if you are listening or, or watching this, please subscribe to our channel. Let us know in the comments below um, what your favorite parts of the chapter were, who your favorite character is of this chapter, um, and any other thoughts you have about the Harry Potter edition of our show. Uh, follow us on Facebook at 407 and Beyond uh, Vacation Co. And join the Facebook group and join in on the discussion, Disney Co. in the know. So, guys, until next time. Till chapter five, take care and I'll see you later. Bye. Bye, guys.